Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey everybody, it's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey guys, this is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Munt from Bow Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Buckman. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. You're listening to the Working Class Bow Hunter. That's right. This is a podcast for Billy Joe Lunch Bucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. It's really, really not that good. Coming to you live right here in beautiful Cheese Curdville, Central Wisconsin. Central Wisconsin, man. We are at HHA right now headquarters. We're sitting at a table. We're looking at everything. There's wolves, mountain lions. There's a bear den outside, and we are super happy to be recording here. This is the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. Man, I'm Steve. In <laughs> It's not the studio, I, so it feels I so feel weird. I Steve Tucker and out. Oh, no, I at the table with us here at HHA, we've got Kurt, Eric, Mark, Scott Bakken, the beautiful, and then we got the, some other guy who does a podcast over there. <laughs> <laughs> Joining a very uh, young man who is uh, very cool. We'll uh, talk about you maybe on an Instagram story, but um, how's everyone doing? Good. Doing good. Thanks for having us, Scott. Yeah, awesome to be here. Do you regret having us here yet? Almost. Yeah. Almost. <laughs> a little bit. A little like, bit. Yeah. He's got coffee. He's like, man, I should have cracked a beer for this episode. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this coffee is not strong enough to deal with you for right now. Well, you're sitting right next to Steve. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. I chose this end of the table to kind of get out of his realm a little bit. You oh, know? Yeah. 
I'm afraid he's going to mistake my hand for a chewy granola bar. Oh, no. I've, believe me, I know where that bag right is. That's right at my feet. Steve <laughs> literally has a bag of like 65 chewy granola bars to his right right now. Um, sure so gave everyone it to knows. me for my birthday. Yeah, it was an early Christmas gift. But let's talk about HHA because we're here. And, uh, we are. Enough about Steve. Um, we did a podcast. Oh, was it earlier in the summer this year? Yeah. I can't remember now. We talked about a little bit of the background of HHA and what you guys do and the products and Everyone knows that we became, we started working together, and we you support us, we support you guys, and we love it. And uh, I think we should go in, maybe refresh a little bit on the company of HHA, and then we can just kind of move on from there. Yeah, sounds good. So, um, yeah, I mean, obviously, we're glad to have you guys on board, and I mean, you haven't ran the company in the ground yet, so I mean, that's, that's a good thing. <laughs> working but, on uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> we're trying. But, uh, no, I mean, it's good. Uh, you know, like we really value, you know, our partnerships with people. So, I mm-hmm. mean, you guys do a great job and, you know, it's awesome having you guys here and, you know, you guys can see how, you know, what we do and how everything's assembled. But, um, yeah, so just a little background, um, you know, HHA was started in, you know, 1984, um, when Harry Ham founded HHA and, you know, back then they kind of did a little bit of everything. I mean, the actual optimizer site that everybody knows now didn't really come until 1995 ish but uh before then i mean they did everything from releases to stabilizers to um uh, broadheads to targets i mean so they've kind of experimented with it all yeah i mean they've Mm kind of done you know a little bit of everything and you know but uh you know, it's funny. We were just talking about earlier. You know, you throw enough dart darts at a wall, one's going to stick. And right, you know, right, that dart absolutely. was the was the optimizer. That's and the way so, I live my life. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Every morning. Every morning. I, I live mine a quarter mile at a time. Vin <laughs> <laughs> <Been> Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were out there and we got to see some of the. Uh, I guess it's kind of the history of HHA display case yep. and uh, out there with the new booth and everything that you guys have and. Uh, can I talk about the new booth? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, it looks good. And I don't know, it's just cool to see that stuff. It's something. Can you, I see that it's cool to see the stuff progress over the years, you know, how, where it started and then mm-hmm. to where it's at now. Yeah, it's it's really cool. Yeah, the, the car garage, I mean, that's like the HHA, you know, time capsule. And, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's pretty cool. I mean, just, I mean, not only the history of HHA, but, I mean, just to kind of look back at the old family photos. And, yeah. I mean, they, that's one thing that, and, and, Everybody will kind of see it, you know, in 2017, as far as like our uh, catalog and stuff is we really kind of went back to try to like push the family values and stuff like that. And I mean, HHA is kind of, I mean, when you look at, you know, the company and the products and stuff, I mean, they were all based on, you know, the family who hunted together. And I mean, that was, that was how they spent time is, you know, they all hunted together. And even to this day. Um, you know, Harry obviously doesn't, uh, do much hunting anymore, but the boys still do. And, um, I mean, it, it's just, there's not a lot of companies anymore that still carry, you know, the family values and that, you know, this is where we came from and this is how we got started. So yeah, you can just right. tell it's like a family environment around well, it's here. Super well, humble cause we're in yeah. basically yeah, we're at in the house, house yeah. in the basement right now and yeah. the whole operations ran down here. Well, most of the operation, not Nine, all of it, but yeah, I mean, 75% of it, but I mean, our you know, the other 25% is done at the machine shop was just, you know, a couple miles down the road. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it, it was kind of, I mean, it, and it's, you know, again, that's kind of like a lot of people don't know it. Well, hardly anybody does because it's never really, you know, been exposed. But I mean, um, so Harry, when he started HHA, he was, um, you know, fell sick at a fairly young age and has been, uh, you know, confined to a scooter ever since. So, you know, mm-hmm. he doesn't get around like, you know, a lot of us do, but yet, 
I mean, despite the challenges that, you know, life threw at him, he still, you know, pulled through and now has, I mean, now HHA, you know, which is a very successful company. So it's, I mean, it's just, it's kind of, and again, you know, like you, you kind of lose sight of that. I mean, even I do, you know, sitting at my desk every day and stuff. So let me taking a trip to the garage every now and then it just kind of brings brings back back and it's like, holy cow, you know, this, here's a guy that overcame, you know, some pretty serious stuff that a lot of people probably would have just shriveled up and said, I quit, you know, but he, he, you know, fought through it. And now, you know, HHA is still here and we're still rocking and, yeah, you know, getting bigger and bigger. So it's definitely, it's very cool. I mean, this is a very cool area up here. I mean, you know, when we've got, you know, where we're from, you know, it's, it's a little bit different, you know, when just driving up here, we're looking at, you know, the timber and just like the layout of how Wisconsin's set up, you know, it's like, you go from nothing to like a town. And, you know, I remember the last time you told us like, this is a community, you know, everybody knows HHA and it, it's just like, you know, it's just, you, you have to be friendly with everybody cause you ain't got nobody else for mm-hmm. miles around. And it's just a very interesting layout up here. And then, you know, when we rolled up, you're like, yeah, you're going to roll up to a house and this is where it is. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And he's not kidding me. It's a house, but you know, you come downstairs and it feels like a basement turned into a shop because that's exactly what it is so you know if you're here working every day it feels like you're working from home you know absolutely well and and that's i mean we we joke about it because um you know like you know you guys visiting or other people that visit you know they're expecting to see this big fancy building and office and stuff and yeah we could go and do that and you know dump a ton of money into a fancy you know corporate office but it's i mean that's not you don't need it no no i mean right i mean yeah i mean being confined to you know, a smaller space like we have, I mean, it has its challenges and, you know, obviously as you grow, you got to expand, but I mean, for the most part, yeah. I mean, we can knock everything out right here. And that's one thing, you know, we never necessarily say that HHA is better than anybody because I mean, the bottom line is, you know, customers and, you know, archers, they can choose whatever they want. I mean, I'll, they say, I'll say it though. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying, you know, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I guess I could say we are better, but at the same time, I mean, we're not, the only site out there you know yeah people don't have to shoot our stuff but having such a small like kind of tight-knit you know work environment mm-hmm. that's all part of you know being able to control the product flow so right. you know that's one thing that we do hang our hat on is the fact that um you know we do have so much control on the quality of our products so yep. i mean literally before any site gets packaged it's inspected it gets hand inspected with a t- fine tooth comb right and uh you know if we do run into an issue we can take care of it right away because everything is done here you know so we're not having to call a you know a factory in china or yeah i mean even a factory on the other side of the united the country, states right. yeah everything yeah. is just right here and we can have it fixed usually that same day right you know like if we need to refine a part and we just call the machine shop and say hey we're running into this issue and generally that afternoon they can knock out a new a new piece and we yeah. try it and if it's right then we roll with it so well one thing we talk about a lot on the episodes when we talk about you guys is the warranty mm-hmm. and that's what's awesome is i mean you guys back your product and it's really an hha site could be the last archery site you ever buy yep absolutely and that's a really strong selling point especially for the guy who some people get new equipment every year. Some do it every couple of years. Some guys buy their equipment and keep it for 15 years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah, spend the money, get a good quality product, and you can keep it forever. Right. Yeah, and that that is one thing. I mean, um, you know, the, the two main parts of, like, our business that we really, really strive is obviously the quality of the product. Mm-hmm. But customer service is, I mean, I would say it's probably more important than the quality, even though, I mean, obviously, we're not going to put out a subpar product, but, yeah. 
I mean, uh, that is one thing that we strive for is just customer service and we're always trying to be better and better. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, we get stuff sent back to us, uh, you know, from literally like 1995. I mean, we've literally have seen some of the original optimizers get sent back because the pin fiber broke or something like that. Uh And we may not, you know, those scope housings were completely different than what we use now. So like we name, we may not be able to return the site like it was because I mean, obviously that's a, you know, whatever. What do you do? Give them a new site and just send the old one back to them too? Um, it all depends. I mean, it's just situational. I mean, (laughs) no, I mean, we, I mean, we're not just going to like, be like, all right, well, your site's useless here. Have a new one, you know. Yeah, but I mean, right. we, we'd say, you know, this is this is what we're running into. How would you like us to proceed? But nine, I mean, ninety nine percent of the time, we can take care take of take care it. of it. Yeah, man, that's awesome. Yeah, but, that's yeah, crazy. It's, it's it's, I mean, it, and it's kind of funny because I mean, we get obviously warranty. I mean, you see all kinds of stuff, mm-hmm. but I mean, it's kind of a no questions asked. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's I mean, that's it's our warranty. It's our you know, we we strive to provide the best service so you know if something happens we'll back it that's the thing i guess you know i guess i don't know if you want to look at it you're not really going to lose money if you put out a quality product like you're saying but then guys or 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 gals whoever buys a product and something happens you guys take care of it then i've you know with a company like that you'd stick with it and i find we talk about all the time on the podcast that the hunting industry when it comes to gear whatever it may be is all word of mouth is really strong Mm -hmm. in our industry so if you know eric something happens to your HHA or something and you need to get it fixed, it gets taken care of, boom, he's going to tell me, man, this company worked with me, they're awesome, and it's a good product, and that goes a long way. Well, and especially, I mean, from like a, a business standpoint, I mean, the expense of replacing a product for someone versus not taking care of them, I mean, mm-hmm. that, that, could our, ru- that could ruin a company. I mean, it, I mean you're talking the about, end. you know, maybe at the end of the year a couple thousand dollars in replacement right. parts, but if you didn't do that, I mean, you could be talking about, you know, several thousand dollars in loss of sales because yep. you didn't take care of somebody. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, sure. And it's so, it's just simple, you know. And that's it's where it comes fair. back to word of mouth. You know, some guy says, oh, their customer service wasn't that good. Then mm-hmm. he's going to tell everyone. Yep. Let's talk about the uh, the shirts, the military shirts or the veteran shirts. Yeah. So uh, that was one thing we've always been asked was for HHA logo wear. And we never really had anything until this year. So now we have a full line of of uh, HHA logo wear, but one thing that uh, is really exciting is we did, uh, yeah. Eric's wearing, rocking it right now. I got, I got one on, but I'm hiding it. But yeah. uh, <laughs> um, So we did develop a, a military kind of focused uh, shirt, and uh, it has one of our new hashtags that we've been using, which is hashtag HHA USA. So that's another thing that we're really, you know, outside of like really promoting the family values part, um, mm-hmm. you know, the fact that everything is USA made. So if anybody's on like our social media and stuff like that, you'll see, you know, HHA USA or USA. I mean, we're really, really pushing that. Mm-hmm. But um, so, yeah, so the military shirt, um, the whole idea with that is um, we do offer a military discount, you know, whether you're active duty or, you know, uh, retired mm-hmm. uh, service members. So um, along with that, offering the shirt, um, a percentage of the proceeds from the sales of the military shirt go into um, a kitty that we have set aside and same with uh, any site that's sold through the military discount all the proceeds from that go into that same kitty and then the ultimate goal is we're going to have this pot of money that we're going to give back to some sort of you know military you know organization you know mm-hmm. or that's helping veterans out um you know we've talked about maybe 
partnering with a group and doing some, you know, vet hunts or something like that. So yeah. we don't really know exactly what the end goal of that is yet. We're still working on that, mm-hmm. but right now our, our main priority is just to build that, build mm-hmm. that kitty just so we right. can eventually, uh, you know, donate it back. So that's awesome. Man. But, uh, but yeah. yeah, so, so like, again, you know, the proceeds from the, from the military shirt as well as the military discount all go towards that towards that kitty. So, and I think I mean I think the military shirt looks pretty cool too. So it yeah. does. Our buddy, uh, our buddy Gene Miller, uh, he got one, and it was just one of the coolest. That's things. our veteran shout out for this episode. Yes, it is. <laughs> and, you know, uh, it's super cool that you guys do that. I mean, you, know, you talk about family and you know giving uh, a little bit back for the guys who you know always go and sign that blank check. You know, it's 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 just so refreshing to find a company that's just so good to everybody and you know doing so good and then putting out a quality product i mean you know you guys are doing a little bit more than a lot of other companies for vets too not only just the shirts but you know you were telling us you now partnered with the warrior games right yep Yep. yeah and that's that's awesome i mean that's huge i think that's super cool if you want to talk about that a little bit well yeah and i mean just i mean the whole military in general i mean I mean, you can't say enough about, you know, the men and women in our military. I mean, if it, I, I mean, honestly, if it wasn't for them and what they do, none of us would be able to do what we right. do. We you wouldn't know? be so, sitting here right now. Yeah, we, we'd do, be doing this podcast in Russian probably. Right. Well, and, it, <laughs> and it, I mean, it, it's like I wish, I mean, I wish we could, you know, give back to everybody, you know, even more than the military because mm-hmm. we all know there's plenty of people out there that need help. But, yeah. I mean, it's yep. just, I mean, more so, I mean, you know, those the men and women in the military, I mean, they're over there, I mean, just beating their heads against, you know, Wolf and, you know, they may not know why they're over there or whatever, but then when right. they come home, it's like, all right, well, what do we do now? You know? So it's like, I mean, you just, I yeah, feel, take I mean, care it, of them. and I mean, I wish we could do more because, you know, a discount and, you know, a couple thousand dollars in a bank account to get back. I mean, it seems, I wish, I wish there was more we could do, but so going back to the warrior games thing, one thing, um, we did partner up with, uh, um, a couple guys that participated in the uh, warrior games in the army um, mm-hmm. this summer. And um, um, so a couple of us went to uh, West point, New York to actually watch the warrior games in the particular, the archery. And it was, uh, I mean, it was awesome. I and mean, we made a, we made a whole uh, video that uh, you can still find on our website and stuff. And um, how I many mean, guys were shooting? Oh, I, it was, I mean, it was all branches of the military. So, right. um, because every year they change it, so like the army uh, hosted it, um, mm-hmm. you know, last year, and then this year it's going to be in Chicago. And um, but uh, can anyone go and watch that? Is is that how it works, or do you have to be? No, it's 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 uh, I think it's an actual like invite. Oh, we actually invite got only. we got invited by um, um, these guys that we had partnered with. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it was just I mean to see and to like hear those guys like and what they'd been through, and a, more, a lot of them, you know, were wounded veterans right and just to hear how archery is you know a way of for them to you know mentally unwind it's like a meditation almost yeah, in a way. and i tell you those guys are freaking phenomenal shots too i mean oh, I, I bet i mean i would you imagine yeah. the stressful situations they've been in They're oh like, i know i can yeah. do anything. oh yeah yeah <laughs> shooting at target. i was a scout sniper dude yeah no you can i wasn't but i'm saying that these guys you know <laughs> yeah. we know steve <laughs> I, I can't concentrate that much man those guys the, those the, guys bag, of, the bag of granola bars just says it all yeah oh, yeah <laughs> the heavy breathing we got it yeah, no. I don't know what branch I'd be in. Cook. Camp Cook. Camp <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so that was um, – it truly was, like, a very humbling and eye-opening experience. So yeah. after leaving that, we all said, all right, like, we're doing this. Like, we need to – you know, it's right. – we need to do something. And, I mean, those – 
they're just awesome. So um, we're going to go back again this year, and we're working on – pretty sure it has been finalized but um it sounds like we actually might be the official site sponsor for the warrior games so that's awesome next man. year um everybody shooting in the archery portion of it should be shooting in hha that's good that's that's so that's cool. what time of year is it roughly uh it's right around uh it's i think it's just shortly after the fourth of july oh, okay yep i can't remember exactly what time of year it was but i think it's right around then wonder if they'd let us into podcast i'll be traveling know. for work probably at that time yeah, but probably. Uh, you'll probably be gone we can try it. Doesn't mean we can't do it. That's right. We can handle it. Scott, you can take over. Yeah. <laughs> Good to go. Scott's yeah. in charge now. Can't do any worse than we do. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, we just take this podcast, up. put it right down on the dirt. That's what we try <laughs> to do every episode. And, yeah. uh, it's like the Titanic just ran that thing into an iceberg. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. We yep. try. Every episode. But, well, so, yeah, that's yeah. So the military deal, I mean, that's and that's a direction where it can continue to, I mean, not that we're going to become you know a military-focused company, but it's just... I mean, you can't, yeah. do no, you can't do enough. Any little bit right? helps, yeah, man. Yeah, and absolutely. that's the thing. Like, uh, we support the dark horse lodge a lot. It's mm-hmm. like a retreat for combat veterans. And mm-hmm. we talk about, uh, just to support them, even though it's a, fr- uh, you know, just a small fraction, uh, you can go to smile.amazon and type in and select the dark horse lodge. So any purchase you're going to make anyway, if you select that, what is how, what's the percentage that goes to your oh, foundation? Dude, it's like. So yeah, 1%, I looked it up. It's like zero point one percent or something like that. It's uh, maybe it is like one percent. It's it's not like a super huge amount, but yeah, but stuff you would have bought yeah. anyway. Stuff you would have bought Amazon. anyway. Yeah, it goes yeah. right to them. So I mean, it's just it's it's cool, man. You know, I any I, little bit helps, and yeah, we appreciate everything our veterans yeah. do. I don't know. I get all like I get worked up like seeing like wounded veterans. It like really. I don't know. I don't want to get too into it because yeah. this this will get too serious here. We'll but get way off track. Yeah. If we yeah. get into that. Yeah, but it's just like yeah, anything you can do to help them out, and that's what we're planning on doing with our working class bow hunter shoot um, in the spring is raising money and to probably donating to the Dark Horse Lodge. Is probably what we'll do. Well, and that's it's funny you bring that up because one thing we're working on for next summer is uh, hosting three three D tournaments mm. um, oh, locally here. One's actually there's a um, um, an, an archery uh, club just right down the road here that. Um, we're uh, we're going to team up with and hold a, a shoot there, and then there's another one up in Wausau, which is just 40 minutes from us, mm-hmm. and it's it's going to be um, like military veteran based uh, awesome. 3D shoots. So we're, we're going to hopefully partner, you know, with a lot of our contacts in the industry and stuff like that, and offer you know prizes and mm-hmm. all the all yeah. the proceeds are going to go towards awesome. you know we'll this, to come this, up this for military. That. Yeah, yeah that would be awesome if you yeah. guys came up. There's going to be three of them. So keep in mind, guys, when you come up here, there are uh, lions, wolves, <laughs> tigers, and bears. And bears. Oh my. Mountain lions. There's a, yeah, you guys got it all running. So yeah, if you want to go shoot a 3D Scott, course, oh, Scott's man, looking hey, Steve up and hey, down right that, now. He's like, "Is that wolf coming quick?" Oh, uh, no, you guys. I, you, I, I'm not going out in the woods. Like I have to have an. Do escort you, do you actually like go outside and hunt, or do you just like? Yeah, because we don't got wolves where I'm at. Scott, he's a puss. You, you, you will eventually. <laughs> Sooner or later. Yeah, the thing no, is, like Steve's not really like the. You know, he's not an athlete by any means. No, he, he, not by any means. Well, uh, a, a food athlete, probably. <laughs> a competitive eater. You know, I always I always thought I would be good at that because I can eat, like, really, really fast. <laughs> but yet, I really do not want to shove 100 hot dogs in my mouth. You should have watched Steve eat a TV dinner last night. Oh, my land. It was disgusting. Why did you eat a TV dinner? Because <laughs> they were selling them in the hotel lobby. <laughs> This is going off the rails, boys. It is real but, fast too. All right, all right, back to back to the focus. But uh, yeah, three D tournament here, and actually, you know what? Though, like in all seriousness, in these like in this timber, that'd be like really cool to shoot. It'd be different from than what we're used to at home. It you would know, be, be cool. yeah. 
Yep. So, and actually the, um, the one up in Wausau, like it, that's kind of a cool area because you get uh, you get a little bit more elevation. Where here it's just flat sand country and stuff. Yeah. So, but yeah, so we're still hammering out the details on that. But that's the goal is to is yeah. to have three uh, three archery shoots that um, you know we'll have door prizes and stuff like that. And then all the proceeds will will go towards the uh, you know the military. Yeah, might as well make it an event. That's yeah. what we were saying with yeah. with our shooting. Yeah, we can it. donate a couple of koozies, you know, or something. Yeah, they, they do a bo- <laughs> they, they're going to do a bow <laughs> check, <laughs> and not all sites welcome. <laughs> yeah, you have to shoot an HHA to get yeah. in. Hey, and we will not be handing out free sites if you don't have one. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they'll be for sale, and we'll have that little like what's that yeah. little uh, like card reader thing that you plug in the, the iPad? Yeah, the chip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sale right there. Yeah. I think that'll be cool. Do you know any rough dates for those for three? I imagine no, scattered it's, out. It's, through. it's literally like we're still in the <laughs> developmental stage, and we just started talking with a couple different you know clubs that would be interested and stuff like that. So, but as awesome. soon as I mean, as soon as we have more information, I mean, we'll be. I mean, we'll be promoting the crap out of it on social media, and obviously we'll let we'll, you guys we'll know. We'll talk about stuff, it and all yeah. that. So. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. What yeah, else do so. we want to get into? You know, let's, uh, let's talk about Scott Bakken a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> He's Scott, like the man why? behind the mic. Yeah, why? Because you're here. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you're like been, the model for the website. Read, so. read yeah, the fine exactly. print. <laughs> exactly. Um, I, I do want to talk about what you guys have been doing on, on social media just like really recently. Um, you know, it kind of ties back into like the whole family, but you've been doing like these little like pictures of just individuals at work and just kind of a little background story. I mean, what is that something that's going to continue in the future for you guys, social media wise? I mean, you know, because it's it's very cool to always look into a company and see what they do. You know, you, you want to see how they operate and it's just kind of like the behind the scenes. Yeah. Thing. Yeah, you're like showing like someone that runs like the CNC or doing Machines, whatever they do yeah. in their position and Bob like, and. Yeah, yeah. Bob's a celebrity now, man. I mean, like when his when his photo hit Facebook, like he had the most comments out of like any picture that's been posted in the last like six months. I don't know why I remember, but I just remember his name tag, Bob. He's he's unforgettable. That's that's Bob for you. Yeah, Bob. Like when you see Bob, he just like that's like central Wisconsin. Like that's what a central Wisconsin (laughs) man looks like. Yeah, the only thing he was missing is some like you know like hot sauce on his. Shirt, shirt and a, a lineys in his hand or something like that you know but yeah bob bob's i mean he's the real deal i mean that dude is he's he, bob is our basically our shop foreman and i mean there's nothing that guy can't do i mean he is like i mean he's he's bob i mean yeah he's like tim the two-man taylor of hha <laughs> seriously i mean there's like that dude can fix anything and bob is i mean he's just a stand-up guy like you can't say enough good about him but um but yeah so one thing uh you know the HHA, it's, uh, well, as you guys kind of mentioned, you know, with it being out of the house and stuff like that, like a lot of what we do is very old school. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, a lot of that comes from Harry. Cause I mean, he had this formula for success that obviously worked, yeah. but you know, the formula is, you know, eventually you got to change some things right, and catch right, up to the time. Right. So we're finally rounding that corner. So we partnered, um, with Josh Preisner, which you guys met, mm-hmm. um, yep. and, uh, with, he, uh, he owns blue goose visuals. So he's running our social media. And he's a, I mean, he's basically a social media guru, which none of us here are. Mm. And I mean, I don't even have a Facebook account. So like, I just, I just watch <laughs> ours and that's it. But, out of um, the loop, out of the loop. Yeah. I just, I don't, I don't care. It's a safe spot, man. Yeah, I, I'd he, say he ain't missing much. That way I, I don't know what anybody else is doing and nobody knows what I'm doing. So, <laughs> Absolutely. but, uh, so no, he's done an absolute phenomenal job, you know, running our Facebook and Instagram accounts. And that's one thing you will see a lot more of is, you know, his kind of the way he has it designed is to do, put out kind of these series. So like mm-hmm. you'll see, you know, part one of 10 or part one of 12. And, uh, obviously, you know, kind of going back, like 
we're really, really trying to push, you know, the whole, you know, USA made stuff like that. Like, so, Mm -hmm. you know, everything is made by actual people, you Mm -hmm. know? So, I mean, it'll show somebody, you know, wrapping the fiber optic around a housing or actually, you know, putting screws into a, you know, speed dial or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's one thing he's really been kind of, you know, focusing on recently is just these series showing, you know, actual workers, you know, and what they do. And yeah, we will, I mean, you'll see a lot of that in our new catalog. And I mean, going forward, you'll, you'll still see a lot of that. I mean, we're not going to, I mean, pound it to death, but I mean, it's, it is going to be a focus. It's a tasteful amount. People want to see that too. Absolutely. They want to see where it's made and who's making it. Yep. Yep. So, so yeah. Yeah. That's what I was going to say too. It's cool to always see like a product that you're into because bow hunters are passionate about what they use. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. it's cool. Like, that's probably why guys are like, oh, we need some logo wear. Like, people want to show, like, oh, yeah, like I'm wearing the brand I represent. Like, you know, if you shoot a Hoyt or a Matthews or an Elite, you wear that shirt or hat around. You have that sticker on your truck. It's the same thing with any, any bow hunting product, right. you know. Well, and like I said before, I mean, like, you know, we're, we're very, you know, uh, you know, appreciative of like the support, you know, our customers and our partners show us and stuff. And it's, you know, they don't have to shoot our site, you know what I mean? Right. There's options. Right. So it's just, you know, anything we can do to try to, you know, keep people, you know, on the HHA side and, you know, get new customers. And I mean, it's just, yeah, you know, it's just part of, you know, like I said, kind of going back to the whole family values thing, you know, it's absolutely something that I want to get into is because we get a lot of uh, emails and messages on social media about, the single pen, and I'm sure we talked about this the last episode, and we try and touch on it here and there, but it's people are really uh, reluctant to move from like a multi pen to a single pen, and that's the biggest thing. Like, well, how do you like the single pen? Well, what if the deer moves? Mm-hmm. How do you sight it in? Can you go into detail, like explain just how easy it is to sight in the single pen, and then kind of some maybe some situations that you've been where you had a deer at 20 yards, and then all of a sudden now he's at 33 yards, mm-hmm. and like you know if there's just tips and just run over it real quick. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, there's definitely that, uh, that hesitation, that reluctancy to go from multiple pin to single pin. And I mean, I get it because I've had the same mentality. You know, years yeah. ago. I think we've all been there. Everyone yeah. started yeah. multi pin for the most part, right? Absolutely. Or, right. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I mean, now single pins, I mean, not just HHA, but whether it's spot hog or Montana back gold, I mean, single pins have never been more popular than they are now. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is just, I mean, the bowls are getting faster and more efficient and mm-hmm. you really only need one pin. Right. Um, but, uh, I mean, there's always situation, like I get it, you know, you know, guys out West, you know, that are, you know, they need the multiple pins and even, you know, now multiple pin slider, you know, where you can have your 20, 30, 40, and then yep. you use your 40 pin to go 50, 60, 70, 80 on your dial or whatever. Yeah, but, yeah. uh, so yeah, I mean, that, that is the, you know, we get, you know, quite a few phone calls and emails and stuff asking that exact same question. Like, you know, I want to switch to a single pin, but what if I'm hunting and, you know, a deer's, <laughs> a deer's coming in at 25 and all of a sudden it jumps back to 40. What do you do? You know, it, do you let down your bow and change your dial or whatever you do? And it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of, um, I mean, it's a legit, like, it's a concern because it's a I mean, concern. it does happen, you know what it's I mean? A legit but at scenario. The same, but at the right. same time, it's like, you know, if you're worried about it, why don't you practice for it? You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. so what my recommendation is, and we actually, we made a video on this. Um, it's, it, it's not an idea that we came up with actually. Um, it was in a magazine I read and, uh, but it's, it's basically finding, they call it finding your, um, maximum point blank range. Mm-hmm. And basically mm-hmm. what, what you're doing is you're finding the sweet spot on your site. So whether it's a, you know, an opti light or an ultra, you know, if you have the slide or a dial, but mm-hmm. at what yardage mark can you cover the most, yardage range without right. having to move it mm. and so basically what i what i did is i took a 
3D target, and mm-hmm. I taped off like what I would consider consider a kill zone. So mm-hmm. it's about an eight inch kill zone. So I put a you know a tape along the top of the lungs, and I put a tape along you know the bottom of the heart. Where yep. if an arrow were to hit there, it's it's a killing shot. Right. Mm-hmm. And I I mean maybe it's a little smaller than eight inches, but that's what I worked with. Right. But so I basically I started off at five yards with my sight set at twenty yards on my on my sight. And I shot five yards, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40 with my sight at 20. Mm-hmm. And um, so at, at my, with my sight set at 20 yards, I would aim at the top line just because, you know, the, you know your line of sight and mm-hmm. the trajectory of the arrow. And uh, then I – so I shot from 5 to 40, and then I basically measured what the impact range was from my very first arrow to my very last arrow. Mm-hmm. And it was like 19 inches or something like that. And actually at 40 yards with my sight set at 20, aiming at the top line, mm-hmm. I was like, I mean, I was like nine inches below the target. I mean, I was missing the deer completely. Right. So then I did that exact same thing with my sight set at 30, mm-hmm. did five to 40 yards aiming at the top line. And I think my impact range was like 15 inches or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I was still missing the deer low at 40 yards aiming at the top line. So then I put my sight at 40 yards. And started at five yards and worked back. But this time I aimed at the bottom line just because with your sight set at 40, yep. your line of sight and the trajectory arrow, they kind of do some goofy things. Right. And um, so then I did that. And actually my impact range was like seven inches mm-hmm. and every single arrow landed in the ki- in the kill zone. So by doing that, I learned that if I leave my sight set at 40, whether I'm at five yards or 40 yards, I don't have to touch it. I just aim at the bottom of the kill zone. So now when I hunt, you know, I get in my stand or whatever, and I range find everything around me, and I know that wherever the 40-yard boundary is, mm-hmm. anything within there, I don't have to touch my sight at all. Well, right. And what I like, too, is, you know, you can you know your longest shot, and if you're in the timber or whatever, say it's 35 yards, I always set it at 30, and on the <clears throat> kingpin light, they got the stop on there. Mm-hmm. So if it comes into 20, you, just, oh, you don't even have to look at it. Just yep. hit it right to that stop. Yep, yep. So that's so, a cool feature they got. Yeah, the blind twenty, and that's 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 exactly what that is for. Right. You know, so if you know, yeah, if your longer if your longest shot is going to be thirty five yards, just set your dial in thirty five yards, just yep. anticipating that. Mm-hmm. But then if a deer comes out at twenty, you just don't even have to look. You just you spin just it till it stops. Yep. And obviously, I mean, my preferred method is if I can get the exact range, mm-hmm. I turn my wheel or but my slide to the exact yardage but yeah i mean during the rut i mean deer running around like yeah you gotta make a move stuff, right exactly so i just i leave that doing that particular test my setup was 40 was my sweet spot that's and, a good uh, tip it and is. i actually i even went far i even took it one step farther and i left my site at 40 and went 40 45 50 55 and even i think i think 53 yards was my cutoff to where i could aim at the top of the deer along the deer's back Mm -hmm. and i was still sinking arrows in the kill zone but then when i got past like 53 yards then the arrows started missing the target so so legitimately from with my sight set at 40 from 5 to 53 yards i didn't never had to touch it it's just like anything though you got to practice with it you got these guys that got all these pins you got to practice gap shooting too. Exactly. Oh yeah. Exactly. So I mean, you—that's a great point. We just made. I love it, that idea. And that's it. It just comes. You just got to practice, you know. Yeah. But I mean, I you know it's funny because I always told people that, but I I was like, well, you just got to practice. I'm like, I don't even do that. So then once I read this article about this test, I'm like, dang, that's a really good idea. And yeah. so like I said, we did make a video 
showing that ex- that entire mm-hmm. test, and it is on our website. So if anybody we'll wants to find to watch that and it, share that on our we'll, yep, we'll, share it on our website and our yep. social media. But one thing I do, and that's a great idea. I'm actually going to experiment with that. I just live by my rangefinder. Yeah. It's on my neck, ready to rock. And the, I know it's a pain in the ass sometimes. Like, oh no, he's back five more yards or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like I told the story about the buck I shot this year, he was on the trail to come in at thirty. And he beelined straight towards me, and he came into six yards. So I had my rangefinder range where he was going to be at 30. And I'm like, oh, he's coming in, and he was under 20. Mm-hmm. So I just left my sight on 20 yep. and shot him at six it, yards. And and that's, I mean, like, so, if, you know, with my sight set at 40, it's, it, I mean, say he was coming on the 40-yard trail and all of a sudden just, you know, made a beeline right toward me. I'm like, holy crap, he's going to be right in my lap. Mm-hmm. Then, I mean, I just put the put the pin right on his armpit, right on the heart. And yeah, it's, right. It's, gonna so it's not going to fly that far, so it's not going to matter that much. Right. Right. And actually, um, uh, Brian, who's, uh, he's our VP of engineering. He's, he's also one of the owners, him and I were talking about that. Cause he asked me the same question mm-hmm. and, um, or, and, and asked me about this test that I did. And so he actually went and did it. And like his sweet spot was, I think like 33 yards or 35 yards, something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. But he did the exact same test. What bow are you shooting in like poundage wise? That way people can kind of get an idea, maybe know where to start. I mean, it, Depends. What on. we got going on? There's a robot R- here. R two D two over there. Know, the f- it's the phones are actually supposed to be shut off. So <laughs> Man, they're calling. Hey, we're here in this podcast yeah. somehow. We want to yeah. know more. Let us in. We want to be part of it. <laughs> hey, answer, answer our phone. Let's see who it is. Live on air. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you'll get to hear uh, customer service. Domino's Pizza. You. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're here. Um, I mean, I I have a couple different bowl setups. Uh, and but it just it just turned out like I have a you know I have a, a Elite Impulse. I have a Hoyt. I have an obsession. I have a Matthews. I mean, but it turns out that all of them ended up being about the exact same. So Probably I just, with I, your I, poundage and draw. Yeah, I mean, they're all they're all sixty five to sixty eight pounds, and I shoot the same arrows out of all of them. It's just yeah, some one week I'll shoot one better, and then I won't shoot it good anymore. So then I pick up the other one, and that one's shooting good. And then as soon as that one's not shooting good, then I pick up another <laughs> one. And what site do you run? Um, I, I use the Kingpin, um, Hunter edition on most of my setups. Um, but then I do shoot the tournament edition mm-hmm. and I honestly, my favorite one that we make is the optimizer ultra. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean that, that site, I mean, that site's going on. I think we've had that one out like 10 years now and it still is. I mean, it's one of our top performers. The optimizer light, um, 5519 is our most popular. Um, but my favorite is the ultra. I mean, that site is just a, it's a bomb proof site. Um, the only reason I do like the Kingpin is, you know, cause I do go out West and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. the Kingpin has the second and third axis built right on it. Yeah. Whereas the light or the ultra, you have to add the leveling kit, which isn't any big deal, but mm-hmm. the, the Kingpin, some of the extra features on it are nice, like the blind 20 yep. and then the Kingpin, you can also interchange the wheels. So if you change arrow, that's setups, what I love, love about that. that. Yeah. yeah that's, that, that's pretty cool. So that's what I, I beat up my Kingpin this year, man. I, was pulling up my bow and I was like, my stands on a washout, and then you know how all the tree roots grow mm-hmm. out of the washout. Oh yeah. Well, my dovetail, the site, a whole site got snagged up underneath mm-hmm. one of the roots. I'm pulling, and it was dark. I couldn't really tell what was going on. I'm like, huh? And I don't know why my reaction was to you yank on it even harder, yeah. and it like grab, 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 and then let loose, and then I could see my bow like wing from the rope yeah. being tight. I'm like, oh no! It was like a bungee jumper, just wing. I yeah. got up there. I'm like, it seems good, and I went home and shot it after the morning hunt, and it was fine. But yeah. you know, I'm just like, dang it, man! I can't, I can't be doing that. Well, and I mean, that's the other thing. Like, I, I mean, everybody makes fun of me because I say it because like. But, I mean, some of the sites that we get sent back for, like, warranty work and stuff, I mean, literally look like they went through a meat grinder. <laughs> that I mean, bad? I mean, if you looked at mine, I mean, I 
I'm brutal on my equipment. Like I do not take care of my stuff at all. <laughs> but uh, I mean, it's just cool because I mean, it means that they're being used, right? Yeah. You right. know, and that is one thing. You know, you're again, putting them to the test. Well, yeah, and and uh, you know, that's one thing again that we kind of hang our hat on is the fact that like our tolerances are so tight. Like I mean, they are extremely tight to where like you know we were talking earlier. You know, we get qu- questions where you know people ask, you know, can I film, you know, dip my site to match my camo stuff. And you can't because I mean, you can't even spray paint them because just that extra little extra material will not, it, our sites will not work because the tolerances are so tight. But I mean, it's exactly that situation or like, I mean, if you're hiking up and down a mountain and you get stuck in tag alders, I mean, that was like when I was elk hunting in Idaho this year, I mean, the mountain we were on, it was just, it was nonstop tag alders. It was like, and once you get in that stuff, I mean, you'll spend all day trying to get out of it, but like it, you get, it, everything gets hung up on it. And that was, mm-hmm. I, I was using a tournament edition Kingpin mm-hmm. for my out trip. And that, that freaking dovetail like it sticks just, off there. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Like there is, I don't know how many times I was just hurled my bow off the mountain. Cause it was just getting tangled up on everything. <laughs> so it was, I got back and, um, I started kind of accessing the damage of my bow. And I'm like, Oh man, like this poor thing. And my sight was just all, I mean, marked and nicked up. And I mean, but I mean, you're setting it down on rocks and stuff like that, but I mean, that's, well, you don't want to have to worry about all that stuff. You got to worry about other stuff when you're hunting. Yeah. Yeah, But I mean, after spending 12 days doing that, I mean, I came back and I was shooting on the range and I was still, I mean, spot on. So I mean, they're, I mean, they're meant to take, I mean, you can tell once you handle them, they're, bulletproof yeah Even mm-hmm. especially the little aluminum thing around the well that's the thing optic. i always worry about like you know some like stick optic. or something like that or like a tree stand peg getting jammed in your housing mm-hmm. and taking out your pen and you're you're done well i there mean, but i mean like we talked about the warning too i mean if something breaks just send it in and we'll fix it right. and that, that's one thing i mean we we say our, our warranty as soon as it shows up here our turnaround time is 48 hours so yeah, as soon as, soon as, amazing. We, as soon as we get the site, you'll have, I mean, it'll be on its way in two days. So yeah, that's incredible. Yep. But I mean, that's, I mean, yeah, use it and abuse it. And if it breaks, we'll fix it. It's the thing. I think people are intimidated, like going back to what, you know, people are writing into us. They're intimidated by the way some of the sites look, especially the dovetail. It just looks fancy and it looks like there's a lot going on. There's really not though. And I mean, I figured it out. Yeah, I mean that says, <laughs> that says a like, lot. Yeah, I, that I, says I, a lot. I slapped it on, and it's you know it, it's it's a little tricky at first. But I you can know, see where it could be intimidating because there's yeah. a lot of screws on here and a lot of adjustments where you know someone might. But yeah. once you the instructions are amazing. But too, yeah, by the go, way. can you go over sighting in? Yeah, yeah. Well, and just real quick, I mean that's one thing that we do get kind of criticized on is the fact that uh, I mean our sites are not the lightest sites out there, so I mean they do add a little weight to your bowl. But I mean if you're looking at them. I mean, they, I mean, they're, they're a little beefy, but because they're durable, I mean, but Hey, heavy's accurate. Yeah. yeah well, and it, I mean, yeah, we could, you know, take a lot of material out of there and stuff like that. But I mean, you smoke on a rock or something, the frame's going to bend and then, you know what I mean? So, yep. but, um, yeah. So the, as far as the site and process, it's really the same for all of our sites, whether it's the optimizer light or if it's the kingpin, but, um, every site comes with pre-printed yardage tapes. So basically with the way our, our site in process is you're calibrating the site to your setup. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So your first step is um, you'll see like, you know, the TE that um, Steve's got in his hand. There's a, a setup tape on the wheel already. So you start off shooting at 20 yards and let's say at 20 yards on your setup tape, you're at mark 10. And so, you know, take a pencil or whatever and make a mark there. Mm-hmm. And then you with a kingpin you have to shoot 20 yards and 60 yards to get your tape but you know let's say for like the optimizer ultra you can shoot 20 and 40 mm-hmm. or 20 and 60 
we we prefer the 2060 method because it's going to be the most accurate and it's going to spit out the exact tape number you need. Mm-hmm. So let's say we're going to do the 20 and 60 method. So you shoot 20 and that was Mark 10. And then let's say you shoot 60 and you're at Mark 50. So then you take Mark 50 and subtract 10 from that. So then that gives you 40. Mm-hmm. So then you go into your pre-printed yarder tapes and find tape number 40 peel it off the card and then you just match up your 60 yard marks on the yardage tape and the setup tape and then just wrap the tape around and now on the ultra we have you sighted in from 20 all the way up to 80 yards by the individual yard mm. so then the optimizer light it's the exact same process so let's say you did the 2040 method the only thing that's different is you take whatever number you get so you take 10 from you know say yeah say mark 10 was at 20 yards but then say at 40 yards you're at mark 20 so you just subtract the two and you get 10 then you go to an actual chart that comes with the site and then it references you find you know mark 10 and then it'll tell you you need tape 43 or whatever right. mm-hmm. so we do the 2040 method because not everybody has the luxury of shooting 60 yards and not mm-hmm. everybody's capable of doing that yep. yeah so you can still get your tape it's just you know there may be a little bit you know margin of error in there just because it's not the exact number so right. if you can do the 2060 method that's the preferred but you can still get by with 24 oh yeah absolutely yeah you're still going to find your tape it's just you know, if it, if it tells you you need tape 43, you may start shooting and realize, like, well, you know, I'm, a, mm. I'm an inch high. So then you may have to go to the next te- next tape. Yeah. So where if it, you know, the 2060, it tells you exactly. And they're, like, kind of in order. Yeah. So it's not like you're not going to have one tape that's close, that 43, and the other one no. that's closest yeah. is, you know, they're all, you can figure it out. Yeah. And, and, and very rarely, like, I mean, we do run into instances where people will email us saying I'm in between tapes. Like, you know, I'm, I, I put tape 43 on and I'm shooting high and then I put tape 44 on and now I'm shooting low mm-hmm. and it's like, what do I do? And it's, you know, you kind of have to, you say, work on your anchor point and figure it out. Well, yeah, that's not our fault. Anchor point, son. <laughs> yeah. Well that, or I mean, it's just like, I mean, it's, it's an exact formula that our, our, uh, tapes are based out of, but it's, I mean, it's not hundred percent exact. Well, you know? yeah, so you, you, mean, do, you do, you do have to play with it sometimes, but nine times out of 10, I mean, whatever tape we tell you, that's, that's the legit tape. So and on the kingpin, so on the kingpin, you have to do the 2060 method. Mm-hmm. But once you get your tape, now we'll cite you in from 20 all the way out to 100 yeah. by the yard. So, I mean, that was the one thing that was kind of a pain with single pins back in the day was that when you got a single pin, you got the clear white piece of tape, which we still provide because some people still prefer just to do their own yard tapes. Write it down. Yeah. But, um, I've I mean, done that. I, I like it. It's not yeah, bad. I mean, it's – I mean – Actually, for the longest time, that's what I did because mm-hmm. I was like, there's no way the yardage tapes are going to be accurate. Yeah. But uh, they I'll, are. And, uh, um, but I mean, you would spend all day out on the range, you know, trying to sight in your, your site. Well, now, literally in 15 minutes, we can have you yeah. sighted in from 20 to 80 or 20 to 100. That's what I do. That, that's year, the yeah. best when someone else does the work for you. I mean, that's, that's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that's yeah. Steve's motto. That's right how there. I live my life, yep. man. Well, when I, I got my uh, a Hoyt Defiant and I was with my buddy Tim Kitts at his place and he helped me set it up. Wasn't we, Tim supposed to be here? You no, know, okay. We can talk about this because <laughs> okay. I meant to talk to Steve about this. I, Steve's like, yeah, Tim's going to be up at HHA when we're there. Because that's podcast. what he told me. Okay, well, I, Tim said something else. So I'm talking to Tim. He did, he did tell me, like, you let him know, like, yesterday. Yeah. No, no I called Tim I, yeah. Thursday, and I'm like, hey, we're uh, going to HHA tomorrow night. Oh, you guys are going for sure? Yeah, Steve said you were going to be there. Yeah, that's No, what... no, I said if you guys knew for sure what, what weekend you were going, that I could meet you guys down there. But, no, I didn't know. Steve just told me we were going, and he never got back a hold of me. No, because when he it's was, all Steve's when fault. He was talking time. to me, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, it's this weekend. Oh, okay, cool. 
Damn it, Steve. There's always there's always that weak link in every group. Dude, yep. I'm, yep. I'm, the, I'm the link that holds You're our this street chain bike Tommy. <laughs> yeah. Who? You're our street bike Tommy. You kind of like, look like him. From Nitro Circus? Yeah. You, oh, you kind of look just like him. <laughs> do I? Yeah. Yeah, you do. Is that good? Yeah, I mean, that dude's pretty crazy. So. Okay. He's just got more skills and he's a little more charming than you, but you'll he's do. He's way more popular than you. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, that's he's got way fact. more Twitter followers. How do you have it. a self-esteem hanging out with us, Steve? I'm, <laughs> sometimes I'm just like, man, we're hard on you. I, uh, but he likes it. I he likes thrive it, on negativity. Misery <laughs> loves company, so. <laughs> Where were we going? What were we talking about? I don't even know. The sites. Yeah, we were, we were talking the sites, and then you guys decided to bash me for no reason. You guys are big meanies. Yeah, yeah anyway. We do it all the time. What's that? That was Oh yeah, thank, thank you, Mark. Tim yeah. Kitts. At least Mark's Mark's paying attention. Yeah, yeah. Mark's kind of our facilitator here, <laughs> um, Uncle Mark. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, I set up my Defiant uh, with Tim, which should be here. And uh, I love you, Tim. Yeah, I had my site in, ready to rock out to sixty in probably fifteen minutes. Yeah, I just walked back. I started at twenty. I just went back by ten yard increments. Yep. And it was dead on. Yep. Yeah, and, and I mean, kind of the beauty too. So, like, we also offer our optimizer speed dial for the crossbows, and you cite that in the exact same way. And once you find your tape number for the speed dial, we have you cited in from 20 to 100 yards with that. And that, because there's less variation with mm-hmm. speeds and crossbows, mm-hmm. we actually give you a chart. And if you can find out, like, you know, say you're shooting, you know, at 10 point, that's 360 feet per second or whatever. Yeah. If you know the feet per second, we can actually kind of give you a, an idea where to start when you're shooting it. Cause with the speed dial, you have to do the 20 and 60 method. Yeah. So if you, if you want, you can go 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, or we'll kind of tell you like, Hey, if you're both 360 feet per second, just start right. at Mark 55. And then you may have to adjust it slightly from there, but we yeah. at least kind of give you a start. It's just, I wish we could do that with, you know, the compounds, but it's just, you can get way more different variations. Oh, yeah. of, I mean, poundage and arrows and all yeah, that. That crossbow that setup wicked. is awesome. It's I like it yeah. a lot. It's like, it is, it is super, super cool. So, and the beauty is, I mean, if you get the speed dial, I mean, you can either use a single reticle scope or a multi reticle scope. Mm-hmm. And then if you use a multi reticle scope, you just use the top crosshair. But, um, I mean, it's, it's pretty wicked. So, I mean, it's just, we, we call it the range dial shoot because I mean, you get the exact yardage, turn the dial to whatever and shoot. Yeah, it's at yep. 42 yards yep. or 50, whatever. Yep. So that's, that's really, and I mean, it, it's just, I mean, with crossbows nowadays, I mean, it's, I mean, they're, they're pretty amazing. They machines. scare me a little bit. Yeah. They are. They're kind of intimidating. They're I don't know. There's so much power in those things. It's I see wicked. guys get their thumbs almost ripped off by having their yeah. thumb up on the rail oh, yeah, and you, stuff. Yeah. You do that one time and never do it again. Well, yeah. You, you, you tend to remember. <laughs> well, cause you, you won't have another opportunity cause yeah. he ain't going to have a thumb to do it again. Yeah. But I guess. Yeah. You could look at me like, Oh, I don't have to worry about doing that anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I got gone. a perfect wrist. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but no, we're, yeah, and, and actually, um, one thing we're pretty excited about with the speed dial, cause we, that's been out for, probably going on 10 years now too and uh, we partnered with uh, vortex optics for 2017 which you know another wisconsin company and you know they kind of have the same mentality and business model as us and uh they're great great uh people and company so we partnered with them and now offering a speed dial and vortex scope package which will be available for uh, 2017 so that should really help kind of that's awesome you know promote the speed dial a little bit more because i mean obviously they have a huge following so yeah help help support the cheese curd state oh yeah yeah just support our, our cheese curd companies oh yeah man you guys, oh, there's they, so they, many they need all the help they can get up here apparently <laughs> <laughs> wisconsin's a thriving area for hunting industry we were talking yeah, about that it's yeah, crazy yeah. it's amazing how many companies like are in wisconsin and came from wisconsin so yeah because we're 
smack dab, like you were saying, center of Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Like everything's within a, a couple hours. Yeah, we have Matthews. It's just an hour west of us. There's, you know, Predator Camel, which is an hour west of us. Vortex, an hour and a half from us. And, you know, there's plenty the, – the whole Faradine brands, I mean, those are two hours north of us. So, yeah, I mean, yeah there's a lot, of, a lot of companies. Yeah, I mean, Faradine's so, technically like, what, 14 companies now or something like that, which is – I don't even know what they're up to. It's crazy. Now. Right down, you got everything you need, you yeah. know. So, yeah. well, it's cool. I wonder I wonder if the rest of them do everything in Wisconsin kind of like you guys. Pro- I would guess probably not, but maybe. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. So Not that it matters, but it just no. – no. Giving you guys another point on the uh, on the list there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean that's the other thing too, like kinda going forward is you know, um you know, we have a really good relationship with Matthews and Vortex and stuff and we just I mean, not that we have had nothing against people that aren't in Wisconsin, but it's just, you know, keep it local. They're close. Right. Yeah, we yeah. love we love working with, you know, local companies and companies that have the same kind of mindset as we do. So mm-hmm. it's a it's a really good fit. There's no reason if you live in Wisconsin you should have all those products. Like you know, exactly. you should have an HHA if you don't. Even uh, Gearhead Archery is in Wisconsin down in Prairie du Chien. The really really short tiny bowl that has the oh yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah they're they're out of uh, they're really? out of Wisconsin too. Yeah, so and we could do a podcast tour <laughs> straight tour through Wisconsin. Wisconsin. We just do a week and just travel the state. <laughs> yeah, we wouldn't be able to uh, stop at every bar that we saw because that's a different thing that we didn't notice. There's one in every corner. It it's is. Cool. Oh, we drove through a town of 300 and they had nine bars. What's <laughs> yep. a like, snowmobile thing? I, it has yeah. to be. Is yeah. that really what it is? I don't know. I mean, oh. but I mean, if you bar hopped during snowmobile season, you'd, you'd be in trouble. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a, uh, it's. You know, this is a. I think it because it gets so cold in the wintertime and like we get so much snow, it's like, what else are you going to do? Yeah, that's a good right. point. I mean, like everybody knows Wisconsin for, you know, cheese and beer. And yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. God, and, you know, people from Wisconsin, they know how to drink. And it's like, well, when you have snow, you know, half the year, what else are you going to do? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, like two years ago, we had like 52 straight days of sub zero temperatures. So it's like. <sighs> <laughs> I mean, you make sure the you make sure the refrigerator's stocked up, and you literally do not leave your couch. Oh, it <laughs> right. seems like you don't even need a fridge at that point, man. What's the beer? You know, we do Bush lattes, Bush Light, because we're Eric's Iowa, so he brings them all over from there. And then, so Spotted Cow is like in Illinois and Iowa. It's, everyone's like, "Oh, you got to get Spotted Cow from Wisconsin because you can't get it anywhere in our." And it's right. probably illegal. Yeah, we're not bringing <laughs> it back across state lines for any of you guys. Wonder, and we're, we don't break the law, so. But is it Line and Kugel's Spotted Cow? Is that like that's what I just line, pictured? Line is Line is the big one, yeah. Because I mean they're just I mean they're hour and a half north of us, so that's actually my hometown is just which is Eau Claire is right there by the Liney Lodge. So when I was a kid, a young boy, I stayed at one of the Lower Eau Claire Lakes, and then I went and it's, saw the it's, giant. It's muscle. pronounced Eau Claire, not Eau Claire. Claire. Yeah. Oh, what was I eating last night? Those are Eau Claire's, right? <laughs> I, I don't know. X Light. X Light, I've never even heard of it. No, I, I don't. Mark was talking about that yesterday on the way up. I'm like, I've never heard of X Light. Yeah, we're not old enough, Mark. Yeah, I did drink a Red Dog yesterday. <laughs> you did drink a Red Dog yesterday. <laughs> we showed up to Scott's last night, and uh, sorry, Mark. Mark has no mic, so no one can hear him. We're sorry, sorry. Mark. Steal yeah. Eric's. But uh, yeah, we showed up to your party, and right away I'm like, oh, we are way underdressed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you you were dressed appropriately. It's just. Yeah, for some reason, I don't know why people were dressed up last night. Yeah. <laughs> Jason showed up in a freaking suit. suit. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Made us all look like idiots. I know. I'm like, man, we, uh, Mark's got like Reebok pants on. <laughs> yeah. We look like we just drove four hours. He was carrying yeah. one tall 24 yeah. ounce of Red Dog. <laughs> I didn't even know they still made Red Dog. I didn't either. And then I bought, I saw it and I was like, really? And then 
I was all excited because we had to go out of town to go get some uh, go get some booze. We had to go outside city limits because it was past ten o'clock at night, which is apparently a thing. It's just it's it's kind of a different way of life up here. I mean, Steve, I, I swear the way you talk about we're four and a half hours away from home. I know, swear he's got, having culture shock. They got yeah. wolves and bears and stuff. It's nuts. Like, he acts like we're in Australia or something. Like yeah. that's a four you're, hour you're drive. St- like we're still in the same time zone, Steve. Right. No, right. but that's like a four he's hour like, drive. There's, like, there's wolves up here. Oh, there's bears up here. It's like God for like Steve. a wolf dude. Wait, like that's, a four that's hour. a real thing. Wolves and bears are real. It's it's scary, man. It's a scary world we live in. I'm freak, never going to freak out like if you see a cat like when you're hunting, like a kitty cat. I actually got a cat on trail camera. I'll show you. It's it's really funny. But the yeah, point I, that he did you carry his... a sidearm with you after that? <laughs> no, I thought, I thought about it. Hey, Scott, we, we, we found ask... out like a week ago they scare the dark, so we don't know how he gets. Yeah. I am not afraid of the dark. No. Okay, well, of... I mean that that's actually I'm terrified of the dark. So are you really? Dude, I hate walking out in the woods. Really? At night. Oh, really? it freaks me. The my dude, my mind is like well up here. Yeah, it's a little bit different story. Like I hear it like. Because I, I, I mean, a lot of places you hunt, you know, you got to wait till it's black, black out, you know, so you don't blow mm. the field out and stuff. And yeah, yeah. When right. I'm walking out, I'm like running. I'm like, really? I don't, I don't want to know what's behind me. I just, I want to get that you heck get, out of here and get uh, back to my truck. That's and so funny. You need a bicycle. <laughs> yeah, one of those Rambo bikes. Or the yeah. Quiet yeah. Cat or yeah. whatever they are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We talked about that because one guy that we know that know they used to work with Steve's like, doesn't he just seem like the type of dude that's scared of the dark? And I'm like, oh yeah, he does. <laughs> he does. He you does. know, it's, it's not that I'm a. Like I'm not afraid of the dark. It's what's I just, in the dark. Well, like, and I just, you know, like, you, you know, like around here. I mean, like, yeah, you, I mean, there's wolves and bears and stuff, which that's fine. You know, like I grew up around those kinds of animals, but it's just, I don't know. Like your mind just plays games with you. you know, I think like, it's all mindset. Right. It is. All, it is all because, like, I mean, especially if you have a long walk, you know, and, right? Like you're just like walking, and then you hear a twig break. You're like, yeah, if it's Sasquatch, he's gonna kill me. Yeah, like. Yeah, I've had stuff like make me jump walking in. Like, oh, what's that? Oh, it's like a raccoon just or whatever. Well, well and the worst is like when a when you blow a deer out and they go like pounding through the woods and you're like, oh my god! I think yeah. the worst is a turkey coming off a roost. Oh, yeah, and then when it's still dark Stupid out, there's... I mean, I've gotten I've gotten punked out by a squirrel before. Like, there was a squirrel that was like looking at me, like barking, like not running away, and like those, that freaked me out. Those red squirrels, man, those things scare me because you never know what they're gonna do. Yeah, because you're like they get dude, that they're... crazy look in their eye, like, dude, I'm I could just. Like any- I could take you, I could just go right for your juggler right now, yeah. and there's nothing you can do. Anything that small willing to stand up to something that big knows something that I don't know. Exactly. Like that, I, I, I punked out. I was like, I was talking. Yeah. When's Man. the last time someone got attacked by like a bear or a wolf up here, just to rub it a little more salt in Steve's wounds? Honestly, I don't know if there's ever been a registered uh, wolf attack in Wisconsin. Yeah, I mean, uh, they eat dog people's dogs all the time. <laughs> I mean, they get especially like guys that run bear dogs. Yeah, I mean, wolves tear those things apart. I mean, that's like a smorgasbord for them. That's crazy. Yeah, it's it's that's nasty. Insane. I mean, if you ever see a dog that got you know that got mangled. taken by a, a wolf, I mean, yeah. when you find them, there's literally the collar laying there. That's so you a, can't hunt them at all in Wisconsin. No, I I don't know what the a couple of years ago they did have a a season for them. Um, but I mean, the thing with the wolves is, I mean, they're they're awesome, awesome animals, and I mean, they're just they're kind of like an iconic animal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they just, I mean, they do devastating things to the deer herd and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, but the problem is they keep delisting them from the endangered species list, and then they'll put them back on, and then they'll take them off, and they mm-hmm. put them back on. But I mean, I don't know if there's actually been a an actual wolf season since you know a couple of years ago. But I mean, that the the one thing in the Wisconsin DNR, I mean, they have started you know doing stuff to you know, try to thin the herd and, you know, kind of acknowledge there's a problem. Yeah. Well, and especially because, I mean, like you look at the Northern part of the state, you know, you can't even shoot a doe anymore because the deer population is so, you know, diminished. And a lot of that was due to wolves and bears and then mm-hmm. certain antlerless seasons that we had. But, uh, 
you know, it's starting it's starting to bounce back, and you yeah. know, the wolves are starting to kind of move out of areas that you know they've been stationed in for the last ten years or whatever. And so, did you guys I, get hit with any like heart diseases up here or anything the last couple of years? Our big thing, um, it's not. I mean, it's still around, but uh, I mean, I can remember like when I was in high school, the big thing was CWD. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah. so that's when a lot of population um, practices that came in with like Ernabuck and antlerless, right. you know, stuff like that. Yep, and. Um, and so, I mean, that obviously had a, you know, a huge effect on the deer herd and stuff. But, I mean, that's... You guys got a lot of water Don't they say cold though, weather too? helps prevent some of that? I mean, I don't know. I'm not a, I, I'm I'm not not a I'm biologist, not sure. but... I thought I'm they say, sure. like, you know, you, st- you once the first hard frost hits, you can kind of quit worrying as much about... I don't think... Well, cause it, kill, it kills everything. The f- I mean, like, all the bacteria and everything, the first... Yeah, I don't know. Frost, I, I guess I don't know, I don't know about I'm, it. I probably I'm shouldn't even sure. talk about it since I don't know much. Yeah, and that's... I mean, Well, I do that each and every week. Hey, just, it's re- crazy. Just Google it. Yeah. Yep. But um, so, yeah, I mean, that's still because like now, um, you know, like I I mean, I grew up hunting over corn piles, you know, and right. so like now you certain zones you can still bait. But I mean, there are baiting restrictions, but like our area around here, we can't because they found CWD in the neighboring county. Mm. So like mm. any county where there's CWD found, all the neighboring counties are, uh, you know, affected by it. So it's still it's still out there, but it's not like, you know, when it first came to light yeah it was, it was a like, huge deal I mean, when you thought like the world was coming into an end right it's like everybody was talking about it and it's still i mean it's still out there but you know my kind of theory is. on that is like i don't know if baiting really even makes a difference because if one deer gets it they live with each other like you know what i mean they're always around each other if one right. gets it they're gonna get it right i don't think it matters if there's I mean, maybe the, the argument would be like it's gonna pull them to a central location where that feed is and maybe mm-hmm. they wouldn't have crossed paths because of the bait pot you know but i mean the thing is like so i mean what if they're feeding in an egg field I mean, they're still yeah. going to be all together, yeah, you know, right. so. yeah. or you know, a food plot, you know, yeah. that you planted. So. It's just, it's, it's, it is what it is. Yeah, it's, that's it's interesting. That's, We're that's just never, we've never done that. that before. You know, we can't bait. Yeah, and, well, where we're from, so it's in Iowa, kind of a, you can, right? But not, you can't no, hunt we, and bait. You can put like mineral and something. You can put mineral out. out. Yep, but so we we can't even do that here at it's all. Gotta, mm-hmm. It's got to be out thirty days before. It's got to be like a hundred yards from a tree stand. Hundred yards from a tree stand, and you got to like. At that thirty days, you got you're supposed to dig the dirt out. I love the fact that foot. we're like such diehard hunters, but we don't even really know what the regulations are. <laughs> <laughs> something, like, something close to that. I mean, it's you we're know, like just shooting ourselves in the foot. Yeah, DNR yeah, officers yeah. going, "Wow, oh, these rednecks from Sharar that just drink." I know. I can't, I can't wait till the emails I get on Monday. Like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, it's you know, you don't know anything. Don't associate with those guys, man. Yeah. I mean, it's really hard to to know each and every regulation. I mean, you know, there's so many that go on each and every year, and, and they change I, every year. Well, too. Let's be honest, yeah. a lot of them are bullshit. A lot of them are, but a lot of them are necessary though right. too i'm not right. saying they all are but there's a lot of ones that's like why like illinois just made it to where now you can bow hunt during firearm season mm-hmm. if you're on private ground and have a valid permit for firearm season. firearm permit i, I really wish i would have known that well yeah you would have to have a, did you have a firearm permit for yeah yeah you could oh, have yeah. bow hunted this is the first year in what was this, that, that's what i get for they everything. just changed it like, it like that week it, it changed, they changed it like Two months before it season, months probably. Before you know what they need to do? They need insane. to just like, I mean, one thing is the freaking regulation books are like 20 pages long. Oh, yeah. And it's in like size six font, yeah. you know? And then even if you're trying to read it like on your smartphone, like you get almost motion sickness. But it needs to be like a new key points like section. That's and well, like, they well, and like one to. thing like Wisconsin yeah. did that I guess is 
kind of cool, but not cool. Like Wisconsin, we were always known for you know the license plate back tags. We had mm-hmm. to, we had to wear these huge back tags. Oh, yeah, right. Yep. And everybody made, everybody that. made fun of us for it. But like now we don't. So like you just buy your license online, and then like they can scan your driver's license, and it shows every license you bought. Right. But like really? so like we don't. And then the other thing is like when you kill the deer, you actually had to go to like a gas station or a registration station to register the deer. Mm-hmm. Oh, and really? that was awesome because like during rifle season, you know, you show up to the registration station to see like what people killed and it was almost yep. like a kind of like deer camp yeah and yep. now nobody does that and yeah, i actually kind of i kind of miss the big back tags right. you know it just it it feels weird not having that and i mean yeah i mean it's super convenient now you kill a deer you just get on your smartphone and call it yeah go online and do it right That's there Illinois used to be the check stations during first and second firearm season it was kind of the big deal like i hunted fulton county for years and it was like, okay, let's go to the check station, see what all the big bucks went down today. And yeah. and they, I guess there was a biologist there, someone from like universities that would like roughly age the deer yeah. and stuff like that. That's and, cool. Yeah. And you get your little deer pen. Did Wisconsin ever do that with the, the yeah. pens? Yeah. See, we never. I didn't thing, even know about that until I started hanging out with you guys. Like, I didn't even know that was a thing. That was a, that's like a classic uh, Illinois thing. Mm-hmm. You know, kill a deer in They've Illinois, been doing you it get a right? pen, and yeah. But I don't. I don't, yeah, they, I don't, I don't have know. an Illinois deer pen. You ever killed a deer in Illinois? Long time ago. You can get one. You can order it. And you can be I think part it's like of the club. Five bucks. Yeah, you can go back. I'm gonna buy like fifty of them. <laughs> <laughs> you could. It was the memory. Yeah. For Put every them. for every time I sat and didn't see a deer, I'm gonna. I want to. I want a pen. Yeah. Put them all in your hat. That way, when like next time I'm in Illinois, everybody's gonna be like, "Oh my god, that guy's like totally legit." Right. Yeah. But, well, you go to like the Illinois Deer Classic, and you'll see one old timer with like an old like NRA trucker hat, mm-hmm. and he's just got like 55 of them all over his hat. Yeah. <laughs> he's just proud. That's like I, I need to hang out with that guy. Oh yeah. It's, it's classic. He knows how to kill deer. Yeah. It's just classic deer hunting stuff, man. There's it's all over. There's examples of it everywhere. It's just you know that that's like the other thing we always like joke about here because it's like i mean we're such like huge hunters and we work for this archery company but yet every year none of us kill anything (laughs) (laughs) actually this year i think it was like the first year chris one of the owners he killed two does and we were all like freaking out about it you have a party and everything yeah we're like finally (laughs) like somebody killed something but like so it kind of sucks because like within the company we have our machine shop and then we have the office and because they're separate we don't get to spend a lot of time together yeah. but like our machine shop guys are just killers man and like really? every time i go there they're like you kill anything yet i'm like no how about you and they're like oh yeah i've killed like 10 i'm like, <laughs> like oh, you, you guys you guys should probably be do like doing all the sales and marketing instead of me because yeah. i suck at hunting hey there's a podcast coming up you guys want to sit in on that but yeah. you were texting me when you were in illinois you're like dude it's i was about ready i was about ready to blow my brains out yeah, yeah. and then you went to kansas and i'm like eh, kansas probably be good mm-hmm. text me in a few days they're like nah kansas is uh kurt kept feeding me false hope and he's like just keep at it man i'm like okay 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 and i'm like your encouragement is bullcrap <laughs> it was like first week in november it didn't help like i had shot a deer i had shot a buck i was actually I was on my way to illinois when you texted me and you're like just killed it this morning i'm like oh man this week's gonna be awesome yeah, right <laughs> and it wasn't well yeah just if it makes it feel any better i saw one two-year-old chasing a doe the next morning and then i, don't, I haven't seen a deer since that yeah. So it's been over a month. I I'm, don't feel sorry for you at all. No. I, <laughs> you, you see this right here? It's the world's tiniest violin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. He's playing Devil Went Down to Tiniest Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like the littlest devil. Yeah. I've had a good season. I actually I didn't see a lot of deer, but i just seen the right deer. That's that's all that matters. You see, I've seen a I, lot of deer, I, not the right one. That's exactly. <laughs> no matter where I went, like I, I, I had an awesome fall as far as like, the amount of time I got to spend in the woods, which is right. awesome. 
but it was the most demoralizing fall I've ever had. Because, I mean, I legitimately had six tags in my pocket this year, and I still have six tags in my well, pocket. Well, you, I have one and still have one. I hate to say this to you, and you're going to just tell me to shut my mouth. You kind of have to have those seasons every once in a while. Oh, shut yeah. up. I had you shut your mouth. <laughs> shut, shut, shut your mouth. Yeah. Shut, your, shut your dirty shut, mouth. All right. Shut, so this hey. concludes this podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, I'm not the I'm not the worst one on the podcast this week. Yeah. Awesome. No, <laughs> you you do though. I mean, it's yeah. Oh, I, mean, I that, am. But I mean that that I mean that's it. Just makes you want it that much more. Yeah. Oh, I had yeah, two right, seasons sure. like that in a row, and I'm like, I can't. I forgot how to kill deer. I'm like, yeah. it'll never happen again. But it's, it's legitimately been. I mean, I can't. I mean, I'm sure if I thought hard about it, which I don't feel like doing right now, I mean, I could. Remember. I don't feel like putting that much effort yeah. into this. I don't, I don't even no. remember. Like, I mean, it's been a couple of years since I killed a deer with my bow, but you know, at the same time, I mean, I kind of fell into the whole you know trophy hunting thing for a while. Right. Yeah. But I mean, that was even the worst part this year is I was just going for meat, like, and I couldn't even kill a doe. Ah, well, that's not true. I could have. I just I kept thinking like, if I shoot this doe, there's going to be a big one behind her, and I'm going to mm. screw that up. And but yeah, it was yeah. always in the back of your mind. Yeah. Well, it was funny because I mean. On my way home from Kansas, I was texting you, and I'm like, "Yep, I'm ready to hang it up. I'm going to take a week off." And like, so I I took our uh, Wisconsin rifle season off just because I was beat, and it's like mm-hmm. you know, I should probably get some work done around the house and stuff. And I was sitting there, and it was just like killing me not to go out. And I'm like, "Just take, but you just need some time." You off, feel guilty you know? a little and, bit, yeah. yeah. Right. But now, like, I go out, and I'm like, I'm still not seeing deer. Like, <laughs> all right, maybe it's just time to, you know. Yeah, call, well, it, call it a year. Call it a season. And, yeah. What it is in the off season, you're like, man, I wish I could go hunting right now. And then you're like, I oh, remember when it was hunting season and you didn't go hunting. Mm-hmm. And it's like right. I have like a weird inner guilt. Like if I don't go, I'm like, I find myself sometimes trying to talk myself out of going. I, I always say you can't kill a big one if you're not out there. Mm-hmm. But then I totally tell myself, well, you can't kill a big one if there's not a big one there. So, all right, yeah. I'm going to go Very true. sit on the couch and watch TV. Because yeah, then most of the time when you go, you don't see anything. But right. when you don't go, you're like... He should have went. I should have went. Walking right by my stand right, right now. Yep. And the worst is when yep. you go and check your cameras. Oh and yeah. Like, and their big one walked by. Oh, they like, always oh. do it on Thursday. At a nice <laughs> giant. Yeah. It was. It's always Thursday. It's always during the week. It's always during the and week. I, saw I was like, I was flipping through cameras on this property. I've never seen big deer, and I see this. I was like, oh my god! And I look at the time, and it was like Thursday at like. 6:45. He's like 50 yards from my stand, walking towards it. I'm like, are you serious? It, it's just. Well, that was that. Honestly, that was the worst thing because last weekend I was thinking about going down to Illinois for the uh, last weekend of the firearm and mm-hmm. you know, trying to get one with my muzzleloader. I ended up not being able to go, and it was killing me because I'm like, we get they got like this all the snow, and it was just like perfect temps and stuff. Yep. And I'm like, ah, whatever, you know. And I have a couple of the wireless cameras down there, you know, that send the pictures oh, to your phone. Yeah, no, and no. it was Friday at. 415 i was sitting at my desk here at the office and my phone goes off and here it was like one of our number one hit list bucks out on a food plot at quarter after four do not Perfect do that to yourself and I'm just like, do not those do that. honestly those wireless cameras are the worst thing I ever invented because oh, i mean yeah. i spend more time looking at like every morning i like you go through them yeah i like get up before my alarm run downstairs and check my check phone it. and i'm like wait wait wait, wait, wait you keep your phone downstairs yeah you don't have it right next to you no you're weird no, <laughs> that's not normal. I was gonna. I wanted to get a couple of those, but I feel like I'd be in the same boat. It probably terrible. drive me nuts. It's, an, it's totally oh. new addiction. I feel like my I'd get like what you said. I'd get nothing done. I'd probably get fired from my job because every time my phone went off, I'd be like, you know, freaking out, trying to take time off to go yeah. and all that. And well, that but then and you they, just feel worse about yourself because then you're like, oh, I should have been in the stand. But and, and you're looking at you it. know what? Knowing me, I still wouldn't even get no. No one texts me. No one calls me. I probably wouldn't even get pictures on there. Like, <laughs> Your own cameras wouldn't even oh. text you. <laughs> Sad Steve. Well, I like the thing. 
weed. Like the other thing is too is like you know every time you set up a camera, you always get that one weed that you miss. Oh so yeah. So then the worst is oh, when they're in front of one a wireless camera and you get up in the morning. There's like. 50 pictures you can always, you're like oh my god and then you check it you're like son of a and you're four and a half hours away and you can't do anything about it you can so, always tell it too like when you go and check them you know you flip the screen down and it says like three thousand two hundred pictures and you're like oh, card full <laughs> there, yeah. there's oh. weeds in there somewhere yeah that oh. or it's like the same raccoon sitting there like licking himself or whatever oh, like, yeah. in your camera yeah. forever it, that always is the case there's always like 55 of them there's just always like hanging Raccoons are always center frame. But I, th- I think that the raccoons are actually the raccoons from Guardians of the Galaxy, and they're just messing with us. Because every time I go check, if I, I get no like a, what the hell he's I don't know what he's talking about. If I got like, a, like the little sad raccoons of, that run around. The sad thing is, I do know what he's talking about. Yeah, exactly, dude. They're always center camera. It's like, how are you? Like, I, but I, yet you can never get a big buck to like center camera. Right. Yeah, right. Right. but you, right. every, everything you don't want pictures of are like perfect, like yep. like photo, like album quality and but then every deer picture it's like you get a giant and it's blurry yeah you know, so i got a question for you guys since you guys are scared of the dark um <laughs> not, it's not the dark it's, it's just the what's things it's in, in the, the dark. dark what about i mean this is stupid but i'm gonna ask it anyway the fake i don't know if they're fake most of them are fake the eerie trail cameras that people put online those freak me out does it freak you out yep. steve that for sure freaks you out Dude, i'm like there's a couple that i look at that i'm like no way but then there's ones that i'm like Ooh, that looks too real if i like if yeah. i ever had a buddy try to like punk me like that you know put on like a scream costume or whatever walk by my yeah. camera if i ever found out like who that was i would beat the living crap out of him. <laughs> <laughs> do not do that dude the you're, only you're one that, that ever creeped me out and it was like a video like i don't it was probably like staged like someone just did it to get like views but it was like a like a bum like being all weird walking through the timber no did you remember like recently that whole clown deal? Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah there was yeah. one like it went viral it was a guy bow hunting and there was a dude in a yeah. clown outfit yep. walking towards him with a huge knife yeah. Uh, yeah. and the dude legitimately was like like the the clown was walking towards a stand and he's filming with his phone and he finally puts his phone down and it's like comes the full draw and is like i'm going to shoot you if you don't like i remember that video away. it went it went it was, yeah, it was huge. huge yeah but like i I totally would have put an arrow through him. Just 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 for dressing up as a clown. Right. Like yeah. why would you even want to dress up as a clown? And walk no offense woods. to clowns, like professional clowns. I mean That's re- yeah, that they ruin careers there. The oh, I know. Lost their jobs. If I was if I was like a real clown, I would totally start like a like the clown. Union. Yeah, like <laughs> clown, clown union, union yeah. just like hire a couple of hit guys to take out the oh, posers, yeah. you know. <laughs> Get rid of those scab clowns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that that kind of fell off real quick. The whole clown thing, because I always thought about that. Like, if I'm in the woods and someone like sees my truck, like you know, like an anna hunter or something, like mm-hmm. sees like, oh yeah, the working class bow hunter guy, I got the sticker on his truck. Let's go mess with them. Mm-hmm. Hey, cl- hey, clowns, uh, real clowns don't let other clowns cross uh, those uh, handkerchief unlimited handkerchief lines. Instead of a picket line, let's, let's just let. <laughs> you know, when they keep pulling it out, no, all right, man, that joke died. <laughs> Wait, was Lord. that was that a, was that a serious joke? I don't know. I, was, I, I, I don't know. It, I, 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 I had it. I had it in my mind what it was going to sound like, and it did not work. Did you, you see you, him before that? He was laughing his ass off. He's like <laughs> he's all pumped about it. I was like, this is going to be the stupidest thing I say all day, and I'm glad I get it out of the way early. It's a good thing we don't do video podcasts because no one would listen or watch. No, no. Yeah, they would. I have a feeling nobody's even going to listen to this podcast. Probably not. <laughs> no, probably not. Probably not. Zero zero downloads. I'm pretty sure they like. They stopped listening by now. Oh, yeah. We're, we're an hour and 11 minutes in, and uh, we're good, though. We're solid. Should we yeah. end it here? We'll come back. I, I feel I feel the content is getting pretty weak. Getting negative. Yeah. Steve brought it down with that Sorry. joke. 
I think I, th- I think Elliot fell asleep. Yeah, he did. He's, he's like, sleeping. He's on there, taking a nap. Mark, he's like, he's Mark like, says it's time. He's like, "Yep, shut her down, boys." Yeah. He's, I, he's like, "Why did I even come up here with Uncle these Mark?" Clones? Uncle Mark <laughs> says, yeah. "You're done." All right, guys, we're gonna wrap it up. You know what to do. Go shoot your bow. Thanks. When you go out there and the fish are where you think they are, any one of these casts could be the bite. It's the most exciting fishing that I know right here at Hawks Cave. Oh, that's awesome. Experience the best saltwater fishing the world has to offer. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.